Welcome, Wildcats, to Weber State Weekly. I'm your host, a top prospect for the Weber State Quiz Bowl team, Colby Peterson. On the pod today, we have the captain of the Weber State barbecue team, Dustin Chapman. Did some ribs over the weekend. Get some good practice in. Love barbecue team practice. <laughs> Next, we have reigning sixth grade geography B champion, AC. Say it with your chest. Let them know. Draper Dragon, geography B champ, coming at you. Draper Dragon. Oh, man. And a highly recruited for his knowledge of useless trivia for pub quizzes around the country, Sean Lewis. I know a lot of crap about a lot of crap and none of it's useful. <laughs> Unless you want to win $250 a pub quiz. On today's show, we're going to be doing another player interview. We've got junior guard Zahir Porter with us. Uh, really appreciated him coming on the show, talking about his journey from the Bronx, New York, all the way to Ogden. So looking forward to that. After that, we'll be doing a little game called I Know, I Think, I Have No Idea. So we're going to be asking the panel a few. We're going to give them a topic, and they're going to they're going to give us an I Know, I Think, I Have No Idea. And I think it's going to go really well. <laughs> and finally, we're going to play a game at the very end called Flip the Script. This is going to be an opportunity for our panel to ask yours truly questions, but they won't tell me what those questions are. So they will be just as much a surprise to you, the listener, as they are to me, the host. But first, before uh, we get started with all this, we want to encourage you to subscribe to the show, whether that's on Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're getting the show. Please make sure to subscribe and follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And finally, if, if you haven't already, uh, please let your uh, fellow Wildcat fans know about the show. Help us grow the following and uh, increase the, the number of people listening to the show each week so we can get this good content in their ears. Oh, and the last thing is, if you aren't already and you're on Facebook, make sure to join the Weber State Fans Facebook group. It's a great place to have conversations with fellow Wildcat fans and talk all things Weber State sports. Now, Wildcat fans, we have a treat. We have with us uh, on the show today um, transfer guard Zaire Porter. He's coming in as a junior this year with the Wildcats. Looking forward to an opportunity to see him in the Purple Palace, uh, hopefully in January. But I uh, wanted to welcome you to Weber State Week Weekly, Zaire Porter. How you doing? Thanks for having me. Oh, man. Good. So good. And uh, like we said, super grateful for you to come on the show and talk a little bit about you, your journey to Ogden, and kind of what we can expect this season. So we wanted to start out uh, by just kind of giving the Wildcat fans a little bit of info about who you are, your background, where you're coming from. Tell us a little bit about yourself. You're originally from, from New York. Walk us through that. Yeah, um, I'm from Bronx, New York. Uh, that's one of the most known places, I, you could say, in New York if I describe it, but yeah, I lived there all my life. I love it, you know, but I guess it was time for me to get away, you know, change the scenery, environment. So um, coming out of high school, uh, went and played at the New York Institute of Technology. Is that right? As a freshman? Yep. And then uh, played one season there and then transferred later to a college in Kansas. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, tell us the school name again. Independence Community College. Independence. Yeah. So how did you find out about that opportunity to go from uh, New York IT to uh, Independence Community College in Kansas? So after the season, uh, I had to talk to my parents and I just decided that I really wanted to go D1 because that's what I really wanted to do my whole life. So the easiest way was to go to the Jubo route where I could get recruited easily. So I called my AU coach and he got me in contact with Coach Morasco. And he offered me a scholarship, so that's how I ended up in Kansas. And that's great. And so once you were, you know, you had a good a good season at uh, Independence Community College out there, and 
I know that Coach Ray and some of the other coaches on staff here at Weber State have they've got good recruiting connections in Kansas. We've had good luck there. You know, certain guys like Jarek Harding and others come to Ogden because uh, by way of Kansas. And so is that kind of where you got on Weber State's radar playing in Kansas? Uh, no, I had my AU coach had reached out to Coach Ray. I, I mean, Coach Daniels, because they're very good friends, I guess. And he just decided to come down and see me practice. And uh, he said he loved the way I played. And uh, after practice, he had offered me a scholarship. Sorry, Zaire. I, I just wanted to ask you. So you make this trip from the Bronx to Kansas, now to Utah. And you say you love New York. And so I want to know, tell me a little bit more about that. Like, how difficult of a transition has that been? Because those are three very, very different places. Yeah. But I felt like once I got out of New York and I went to Kansas, I guess, like, it can't get any more worse than Kansas. Like, Kansas is kind of boring. <laughs> it was really, like, it was really different when I left New York for the first time and went to Kansas. So, I guess that coming out to Utah wasn't really that much of a big thing on my mind as well. Did you know about uh, Weber State before you came out here, before you committed? Yeah. I heard of Damian Lillard, you know, coming through there. You know, we used to talk about that a lot. He's the star, man. He's, he's the one that... Uh... Uh, put put us on the map, if you will, uh, in recent vintage. Oh man, put put some put some honor on the name of Eddie the Thrill Gill, dude. Come on, man, Jermaine dude. I was around for Eddie Gill. On, I was around for Harold the Show Arsenault too. Yeah, the but, Show uh, Arsenault. Come I, that's on, what, man. That's that's why I said recent vintage. Recent right. vintage. Yeah, I mean, Zaire, Zaire wasn't even born. It's okay. Like, that's <laughs> a different generation, man. <laughs> uh, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> So Zaire, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, that the recruiting process this year because it was a little weird. Um, you know, before we started the show, you told us that uh, your trip to Ogden had gotten canceled, and so talk to us a little bit about what that recruiting process was this like was like this year before you chose to make the commitment and uh, come to Ogden to become a Wildcat. Yeah, uh, I had cut down my list from ten schools to like about three, and we were made the top three. So that's when I decided to start scheduling my visits, and then. They started getting canceled one by one because of COVID. So then I actually thought I was going to be able to get to come to Weber because campus was still open and they were still having classes. But then the day of Coach Daniels and Coach Ray had called me and said they had to cancel the visit and stuff like that. Ah, man. So had you already flown to Utah at that point? Mm -mm. It was like I literally had just gotten up. And I was about to get my stuff to go to the airport and then he had called me. Yeah, that was so I, I got a question about the, the recruiting. Um, We've got, what is it, nine new players on the team this year, so almost a completely different team. As a transfer, does that excite you uh, that you've got all these new teammates and, and that there's uh, a whole new crew, or does that give you a little bit of pause because it's a whole new crew and nobody knows what's up and nobody knows where the playing time is going to end up? How, how do you feel about that? I feel like I'm excited to play with them because of the group of guys we had. You know, We've been practicing and going at it for a couple of weeks now. So I guess that's kind of out of the window. So I'm just excited to see like what the lineups is going to be and stuff like that. So, Did any of the other transfer players uh, have influence on you coming to Ogden and Weber State? No, I hadn't spoken to anybody before I committed to Weber. So, so with that in mind, what's it been like to get to know all these guys coming from, I mean, they've come from a lot of different places into Ogden. What's that been like? Uh, it's good because we have talks all the time about like why we decided to come out here and stuff like that and how we were recruited and what made the decision and stuff like that. So I guess I've gotten very close with them like over the past couple of months. 
So in the, in the recruiting process, you're going through this stuff. You can't even come to campus at all. And you wanted a D1 school. What was it about Weber State specifically that made you say, you know what, I want to end up in Ogden? Because the second half of the season, I was kind of like in a slump. So schools were kind of like falling off and not speaking to me. But Coach Ray and Coach Daniels kept in contact all the time. Uh, made it seem like I was a priority here. And ever since I've been here, they've shown nothing but love and definitely taking care of me. And lived up to everything they said was going to happen here. Yeah, it seems to be a theme. Uh Damian Lillard has even said that numerous times. Loyalty seems to be the trademark of the Weber State basketball program. Yes, sir. Zaire, you talked a little bit about this, um, but we wanted to ask you, how much do you think having a, a long offseason will benefit the, the team this year, especially with you know nine new players and uh, some chemistry that's got to build? What do you think about the, the long offseason and its impact on the roster? I feel like the months of COVID that we had taken off, you know, because gyms weren't open and there weren't any access. I guess the long off-season getting everybody, you know, back into the shape they were in and getting everybody, like, back in the rhythm. So, I guess that's good. Yeah. Okay, so, so Zaire, uh, I've been to the Bronx. I've spent a lot of time in New York, <laughs> in New York City. Um, talk to me about first impressions of Ogden, what, what you think of the place, and, and – and what you're looking forward to with the uh, with the winter that's not nearly as humid and windy as it is in uh, New York City. Uh, I was kind of excited when I got here because in Kansas, there weren't anything like for us to eat around me. I would have to drive about 30 minutes to get a good meal. So at least there's different, you know, varieties, supermarkets and stuff for me to go to. I guess that. And it wasn't really much of a, a change, I guess, because I'm used to cities. It's just yeah. a smaller version, I guess, very quiet. So I want to know, Chappie asked you about your first impression of Ogden. I want to know your first impression of the D. When you walked in there, what do you think when you see it for the first time? And I just was trying to imagine what it looked like filled up. So do we. I haven't really played in an arena like this before, so it's definitely new. So I was definitely excited. I, I tell you what, get your earplugs out because if it's even halfway full and you guys are putting on a show, that place gets loud. And and there's no other, there's not a louder building in the country than the D Event Center uh, when when the Wildcats are are, are going strong. So um, one thing we know about Ogden is the fans will come out and support you, and we love a winner. So uh, you guys play well on the court, and you'll you'll have support, and it'll be great. Uh, best fans in the Big Sky, and most fans in the Big Sky by far. So here I wanted to talk a little bit about your game. And I wanted to talk about uh, as a player, as you developed, um, is there a specific player in the NBA or maybe a, in the college game that you looked to to say, I'd like to play my game like that or borrowed certain things from other players? Like, who do you model your game on the most um, kind of as a foundation and then take it from there? Absolutely. Like my favorite player is Paul George, but not at the moment. Not playoff P? <laughs> you like regular season P, not playoff P, right? Yeah, well, Paul George plays for the Clippers too, right? Can't be cheering for the Clippers. <laughs> he was like always my favorite player. I always loved the way he played. Yeah, I would say Paul George, you know, more the defensive aspect, you know, stuff like that. I can score, you know, pass, make plays for others. I feel like, yeah, Paul George is a – that's what I'm on my game at. What are fans going to see from you this year? What What's the the one thing that you do better than anybody else on the team that, uh, as we're screaming for you in the Purple Palace, hopefully we get to have fans in the arena this year. What What are we going to see out of Zaire Porter this year? Uh, I love to make plays, so definitely a lot of highlight plays, stuff like that. So I'm going to have the, the hashtag SC Top 10 ready whenever I see you on the court. 
vote the league. <laughs> hey, there we go. That's what I like to hear. So from what we've learned uh, this season, it looks like there's going to be Things are obviously going to be a little bit shorter. Uh, the season will start on November the 25th, which cuts into our non-conference play, which is usually the time when the Wildcats, uh, they begin to build you know, a bit of their chemistry. And so that, that'll be cut short a little bit. But looking at the schedule, and, and if, if conference schedule stays about the same, I wanted to ask you if there's a specific game that you have circled on your calendar, like that's the one. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to that game. Any, anyone in particular that you're looking forward to, Zaire? Uh when we play Utah State at home, that's one of the biggest games I'm looking forward to because of what happened last year. That, that is that is a big game, man, because the last time the Aggies came to the D, we beat them. And we haven't had such great luck since then. We lost in the Smith Spectrum. Uh, that was a bad game. And we also lost in the uh, the Beehive Classic the year before that. So I would love to see you guys ball out against a good Utah State team who's seen a bit of a renaissance in Logan, but we want to show them that we're seeing one in Ogden as well. That game is definitely circled for everybody. We have talked about that. I, I hope we get to play it. I, I hope we get to see that game because there's a lot of fans that look forward to that one. Yeah, and make sure that those fans will be wearing purple in the stands, not not navy blue. Hey, right. Zaire, along those same lines, our panel, we've we've talked about it, who we think Weber State's biggest in-conference rival is. And there's been a bit of a disagreement. And so as far as an in-conference opponent, is there a game that, that y'all look forward to a little bit more than the others? I haven't really gone through conference like that. But I would say from me talking to, like, the teammates that were here last year, I would say, like, Southern Utah, that's what they were telling me, mm. I guess, or Eastern Washington, maybe. Mm -hmm. both both good games for I, I the fans i'll just tell you straight up and somebody will disagree with me but montana you, you, you they'll they'll get under your skin pretty quick <laughs> they do get under your skin pretty quick and it's like usually before they've even left the state they're already under your skin and then they drive through idaho and come to utah and they're under your skin like it's it's already happening because i hate them so much um, I wanted to ask Zaire, uh, oh, well, good point on SUU. They've, they've had a, they've had a, a decent team down there in Cedar city for the past couple of seasons. We were able to beat them in the D, uh, this year, which I think was nice. And so, uh, be looking forward to that game for sure. Um, I wanted to also ask, uh, about, about the team, you know, you, you've talked about, you've spent some time with the guys, you've had some time to do some practice. I saw, you know, a few videos on Twitter lately. And so as you've gotten to know some of these guys and, um, spend some time who would you say thus far is your your favorite teammate or the the person you like to spend the most time with the one i spend the most time with i would say either corbin cunningham or tavian person who, who's the funniest guy on the team who's the guy that's cracking you up on the text thread or on the uh whatever social media the tiktok or whatever you guys are using to communicate as a team tavian person <laughs> yeah now you and tavian you two might be at odds for the next little bit because he's a heat fan yeah, we were talking about that earlier in the house. <laughs> okay, no wagers on that. Gambling's against the NCAA uh, ordinances, so so don't don't put anything down on that. But uh, go heat. Yeah. No money, but someone can shave their head or something, right? Yep. Hey, well, I, I'll I'll ask I'll ask the question. I mean, how how does a kid from the Bronx end up being being a, a Lakers fan? Yeah. I'm also a LeBron fan. I always love LeBron. My whole life, so 
And it's just inevitable that they're just going to win the championship. Like, their team is just too good. My, my last question here was um, about NBA 2K. You know, when we had um, Jordan Turner on from the football team a couple of weeks ago, we asked him who the best Madden player was. And so we thought we'd return the favor here with you and ask, see, who's the best NBA 2K player on the team? I don't want to say it, but Corbin. Corbin Cunningham. He's the only person on the team that has BB. Oh. Like, times. So, so you're like... So- you're up there, but he's just he, – he got you a couple times. So you're, you're top notch. Yeah. So I, I got to know, when you're playing 2K, do you play like us old people? I, I, when I play 2K, it's I'm franchise mode, and I don't make any trades. I got to play with my team as it's built on the roster. Are you making rosters and putting LeBron on, on your – well, he's already on your favorite team, but are, are you are moving rosters around so you can get a super team, or are you play the team as built by the, by the real life? I usually just play the team that's really built by Bill Life. Because yeah. that's the team that I like. Or, or like that I feel like I can't play with. So Yeah. You don't I, do my player or anything? Go play in the park? Yeah. Of course. I play my player all the time. Well, as I hear, we really we appreciate you taking the time to sit down with us and chat a little bit about who you are and what brought you to Ogden and what we can expect as Wildcat fans this season. We're looking forward to seeing you in action in the Purple Palace making plays. Um. So, you know, keep keep working hard in the gym, and uh, we'll be looking forward to November 25th uh, coming up real soon, hopefully. Yes, sir. So am I. Uh, if, if Wildcat fans want to follow you on Twitter, uh, what's, what's your handle? I honestly don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Are you on any social media at all? Yeah. Uh, I have Instagram, but I don't know it off the top of my head. <laughs> all right. Well, no worries. Just we'll, find, know, we'll, we'll find it. Plug it. <laughs> yeah, just know, Wildcat fans, that uh, he's on. He's on. He's on Instagram and Twitter, and you can follow him there and stay up to date. You, you especially during the NBA Finals, you'll see this man's takes. So, as I reporter, appreciate you coming on Weber State Weekly this week, and um, good luck as you guys prepare for the season. Thank you, bro. I appreciate it. All right, now we're gonna do a little game called "I Know." I think I have no idea. So I'm gonna give the our panel of distinguished guests uh we're going to give them a topic surrounding weaver state sports or campus in general and uh we're going to ask them to give us an i know i think and and i have no idea the first topic for you gentlemen is weaver state homecoming traditions would have been homecoming coming up in i think a week or two uh they got a great shirt down at the wildcat store that says stay at homecoming Uh, make sure to go pick one of those up so, who wants to go first with an I know, I think, I have no idea on Weber State homecoming traditions? So, I'm the new guy on the block with Weber State just in general, but I'm going to give it a shot here. So, I know that my favorite tradition is the shirts because last year they had an awesome shirt that said, Louder, Prouder, Weber State homecoming, and it was awesome. Everybody was wearing those shirts to the games. They looked fantastic. Loved them. I think that Weber State has other homecoming traditions. And I have no idea what those traditions are. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was pretty good. And those shirts were awesome. I wore mine on Sunday. Great pickup. And the shirts this year are awesome too, right? The stay at homecoming. Yeah. Nice touch. I love it. Yeah. I'm going to go. I'm trying to try and get one tomorrow. Uh, all right. Chappie, you want to go next? I, I, I'm going to do this it. one. Oh, hey, go ahead, Sean. I'll, I'll go after you. Weber stay at homecoming. I've mentioned this on the pod before. I know that the best homecoming tradition is the king and queen coming from alumni. That's what I know. Hmm. 
Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch this up. I have no idea why they don't make the shirts come in three X for today's obese American, like most of us are. <laughs> I need a bigger shirt size that I can buy. I don't buy the shirt because they don't fit me. Okay, uh, and I think, and I'm gonna steal Chappie's thunder, which is why I made him to go wanted to go first. Well, I, I think they should make the shirts in in three X. I have no idea why we don't like the W year round. Oh, year round, solid. That's tips. the homecoming tradition I like. It needs to happen year round, and I needed to steal that from Chaffee, so he's stealing it from me instead of uh, it being his own thought. I respect <laughs> that. That was Light, awesome, Sean. Lighting the W would have been like all three of my answers, so I, I'm I'm starting fresh here. <laughs> all right, all right, Chaffee, you go. Okay. I know there will be more, there would be more people in the stadium for homecoming than we've had in past years. The team has earned it. Attendance would be up and should be up this spring if they're allowed into the stadium. And if not next year for homecoming, I know we'll have a a very packed house there. I think that one of the in-stadium traditions uh, of the train whistle, that train whistle needs to be an old-timey whistle. Ogden's a railroad town, but it's an old railroad town. Like I want to hear an old whistle, not not a, a brand new train whistle. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, the thing I have no idea on is if they're going to do homecoming in the spring at all. <laughs> we're going to have a homecoming spring game in the spring. I have no idea if that's actually going to be a thing or if we're going to wait till next year. That is a fair take and not, not something I actually thought about until right that moment. I'm going to miss if we don't have a homecoming game in the spring, which we probably won't, which will be. I, really I'm, I'm hoping that the marketing team comes up with something uh, for the spring because you've got this unique opportunity with spring football blow it out do something fun with it have a spring homecoming make something happen with that that i think that's a great idea yeah in addition to that our football team's fantastic and you've got all the hype surrounding them and so just let's go all out let's make something special out of what should be an awesome season you know and so they've got to do some type of homecoming event i think so you know the all right, be- fellas. Be- best thing about listening to all this is like as you've listened to the coaches' interviews over the last month or two, coaches tend to tr- to play things pretty close to the vest, and everybody has like you can tell that they're genuinely excited. <laughs> like they they feel how good of a team they have, and even though they're playing it close to the vest, they're excited. All right, fellas, uh, let's speed this up a little bit. We've got a bunch more for you. The next one up for you is game day experience at the Purple Palace. AC, you want to go first on this one? Yeah, I can go first. Yeah, I know that. The game day experience potential is there. I think la- uh, I, I think that last year was lacking. Um, I think that they did a lot of good things last year, but I still think it was lacking. And I have no idea who the person in the athletic department is that's going to be pushing the agenda and trying to get something that's just off the hook. Because the Purple Palace, we have the best arena in the conference. Let's rock it. Let's have an awesome game day experience and get this crowd hyped for our basketball team. I know. Yes. All right, let me hop in here. Um, I know that we need better concessions at basketball games. <laughs> They've gotten better. They've gotten better. Uh, they're, they're, they're still, they're still not great. And I also, I think, and this may be also, and I know, I think it takes 12 minutes of game time whenever my kids want ice cream to actually get that ice cream. <laughs> that takes is true. way too long for anything that to is, get done there. That is true. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea if Weber state will ever host a, an NCAA tournament game again. Oh. I've got the answer for you. The answer is no. Oh, and, that breaks my heart. You, 
and I and I'm not trying to d- dig on Weber State at all, but Chappie, I've sent you the guidelines. We, the arena just does not meet it. We don't have suites. We don't have the things that the NCAA requires. I'm sorry, but the re- the required once a year viewing of Survive in Advance makes me believe that it should happen and it can happen, Sean. So don't don't. It, it should happen. It can happen, but the NCAA re- like regulations make it not so. And anybody that wants them, give me an email and I will send them to you because it breaks your heart that the Purple Palace can't hold the tournament, but it will never happen again. Sean's right. raining on the parade. He sure I is. am. I'm I'm so totally right on the parade. I know that there is nothing better than the experience in the Purple Palace when Weber State is winning and that place is full. There is no better environment uh, in the country. That is the 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 loudest and best place to watch a basketball game. I think it's going to be blasphemous for some people. I think the arena should be reduced in capacity and should go from 12,000 or 11,005, whatever the number is, down to a 6,000-seat arena. It's too big for the fans that we get out. We love the people that are diehard. I haven't, I've missed maybe 10 games in the last 10 years at that arena. It saddens me that the arena is too big for the fans. And I have no idea why the scholarship fee goes to row 21 uh, for the seats. You look around the, the palace, you, for those, not the uh, student section, but all the other sections, to get the lower seats, you have to pay that scholarship fee. We're not Duke. We're not Carolina. We're not filling the place reduce the number of seats that require the scholarship fee let the fans sit closer i got a family of four it is cheaper for me to sit on row 21 i can't pay 250 bucks or 50 dollars a seat to the wildcat club i'm sorry folks i'm poor I'm, i work for the government i i just don't have it uh i i've got to have a cheaper seat so i can sit lower uh, i love where i sit but you nobody's paying the scholarship fee we should reduce the number of seats that have the scholarship fee and 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 be done with it Man, I had no idea about that. Interesting. All right, uh, gonna switch it up a little bit here, guys, and I'm gonna ask you about February football at Stewart Stadium. Who wants to go first on this one? I'll, I'll take the first one here. Uh, I know that the 2020 slash 2021 Weber State Wildcats are gonna be the best team in, in Weber State history. I think that uh, we're gonna win a national championship. And I have no idea if I'm going to get to see any of the games in person because of COVID. Oh, that, those are all very fair takes. Well, I'll hop in here next. I know that I will be watching the home games. I literally will. Fi- I will. I will volunteer. I will lie, cheat, still go sit. Above I know where Chappie's going to be watching those home games from. <laughs> <laughs> You'll need binoculars. I. I. I, I know that I will be watching the, the the best team to play in school history this spring. I, I, I'm not going to miss that. Um, I think that we're going to have multiple snow games. Uh, it's starting in February. It's going to happen. So I think that that is going to happen at least twice. I have no idea. I have no idea um, how much, how, how cheap the flights are going to be to Dallas to get us there. We're chartering the plane. We've already looked into that, friend. School does it. The school charters the flight. So I have no idea what I need to do to get on that charter flight. Is that the, maybe that's the, I have no idea. I, I would like to know more about that if anybody's listening. Sadly, Tell them you're with Weber State Weekly. Sadly, there were a number of us that looked into charter flights a couple of years ago prematurely. We should have waited until we guaranteed the spot. We thought we had a great team. We thought we were on the way. And we looked into getting Allegiant to Dallas, Love Field. It can happen. 
It's cheap. We only need about 20 people and, and we can make it happen on our own terms. I may or may not have been on that text thread and to this day deeply regret that we jinxed the team. <sighs> you and me both, man. You and me both. <laughs> All right, let's do one one more. I know. Do I, I get one? I oh, sorry, AC. I, I wow. apologize. Go ahead. Sorry, Jeez. sorry. Man. No, you're good. You're good. Stewart Stadium, I know, is going to see a lot of winning football this season. And I'm Ooh. stoked for it. I cannot and we, wait. And we've already seen a lot of winning football, but we're talking winning football. It's no, we're going to be winning. It's going to be awesome. Cannot wait. I think we're going to have fans in the stands. I don't right. think it's going to be hundred percent capacity, but Jay Hill said on football Friday, he was fighting for it. He was saying, listen, we ought to be having six to 7,000. Those are the numbers that Jay Hill threw out. We ought to be having six to 7,000 of our best ticket holders in the stadium for these games. And so I think we're going to Amen. have people in the stands. Amen. And my donations then I don't know whether or not oh geez i don't even know where i'm going i i don't know how it's going to be how the feeling in the stadium is going to be right you're going to have at most limited capacity the weather is going to be feeling different since it's going to be spring and getting hot it's going to feel like completely reversed and so i just i don't know how the overall atmosphere in the stadium is going to be i think it's going to be interesting i agree and I really also hope that they uh, they come to a, some sort of agreement allowing fans in Stewart Stadium because it would be a shame, as you guys have noted, if we couldn't see the best team in school history in action in person. So last topic I'm going to give you all tonight is the state of women's of the women's soccer program. Sean, how about you go first? I know that with the facilities that uh, Weber State has, the the Wildcat Field that uh, longtime uh, listeners and old old timers at Weber State, I used to live in Wasatch Hall across from the field, and and they've upgraded the facilities there. It's got lights. I know that we have the best facilities in the Big Sky. I think that the women's soccer team, because of the facilities, has potential to be a powerhouse year in and year out. I have no idea why we don't have a full-time women's soccer coach and what the athletic department is doing there. Um, it's a sleeping giant. I think, I think women's soccer can be really, really good. I think they can be really, really consistent. Um, but there seems to be no direction uh, for the team since uh, Tim Crompton took the uh, AD role two years ago. Chappie, AC? I can go. Go ahead. I, I know that this team, that this program – has all the potential in the world to be competing for the Big Sky Conference year in and year out for some of the same reasons that Sean said. But also, it was just two years ago, two years ago that this team was running the conference. We won the conference. They were honored at Stewart Stadium, got the trophy and everything. And then last year, the wheels fell off. And now we've got an interim head coach. And our former soccer coach is the athletic director. And so I think that he needs to start making some serious moves to rebuild this program and get them back to where they should be. I don't know how, I don't know the first step to doing it. I would imagine that you just got to focus on recruiting in Utah because Utah is a soccer hotbed. And especially when you look around at the other markets in the big sky, the other schools in the big sky, we got a lot of love for soccer in this state with Real Salt Lake, with Utah Royals, you've got an academy. There's a lot of young ladies who are playing soccer that would love the opportunity to play for a D1 school. And Weber State's a school with a winning tradition, and we need to get back on the right foot. Well, I uh, this is an area I have – 
admittedly limited knowledge on. <laughs> I know that uh, that we do have very nice facilities. Uh, I also know that soccer in Northern Utah, I've been around the comp soccer team with my own daughters. Um, it is a big deal. There is, there's a lot of potential uh, around Ogden. In fact, I'll maybe uh, sound off on that a little bit. I think that Ogden as a whole uh, needs some better soccer prowess. Uh, there are really not any comp soccer teams in the city of Ogden. There's La Roca, but they're not in Ogden. Um, I have no idea how good this team can be and how good the program is and what the, uh, how far they can go. Some honest takes from Chappie there to close us out. Uh, that was, I know, I think I have no idea. And now we're going to move on to our final game. And this game is called Flip the Script. What we're going to do is we're going to allow our panelists to ask yours truly uh, secret questions, questions that they have not shared with me or anyone else for that matter. And uh, we're just going to see how this goes. So who wants to be the first to ask Colby Peterson a question? I nominate Sean. Sean? All right, okay. I'll go. I'll what go. Do you, I, what, I, what do you got for me? One of the things that uh, we're going to pull back the curtain a little bit on Weber State Weekly and know that the conversation that happens here uh, with our panel doesn't just happen on the show. We, we have, you know, shoulder programming, if you will. Uh, where we talk before and Thera after and it's, and, it's therapy, and it's therapy, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> we had a segment on here the other, other week called ask what, or be the AD. What do you do in your first 24 hours? Colby Peterson, your AD. What's the first thing you do? Ooh, I want to hear this. Okay. <laughs> so as you guys know, uh, I spent a lot of time last season uh, tailgating. I was trying to get a tradition of tailgating. I think that um, we talked a little bit about this tonight. I think that the game day experience at Weber State is improving, uh, especially for football. You know, people are excited. We've got the whole pregame stuff. And we talked a little bit about um, game day experience in the D and how we've got better vendors in there now. Um, they've they've put a, a, a decent... Um, wildcat extension of the wildcat store inside the d and they've made some improvements there and so uh, what i would do is i would i would go all in on making game day experience a thing within my first 24 hours and so like whether that is finding that person who can really revolutionize the way we do game day in ogden because i think that the you know, we, we keep talking about the fact that we want fans to show up, you know, and that's whether that's at Stewart Stadium or in the Purple Palace. We want fans to show up. And there was a time in Ogden's history where that happened sort of organically, where there wasn't a lot you know, to compete with. And so going to Weber State Sports was the thing to do in town. But as things come up and, you know, times changed, that has kind of tailed off a little bit and so if i were the ad for a day that's that's kind of what i would want my 24-hour legacy to be is to invest in that game day experience and make people want to come up to stewart stadium or come up to the d because they know they can bring their family it's going to be a lot of fun there are going to be a lot of opportunities to you know get some concessions or you know get some wildcat gear or see a great product on the field or just just hang out with other people who care about the wildcats as much as they do or who have just this infectious attitude about the wildcats that maybe they don't you know this person coming in doesn't care as much but the people that are there do and so when you show up to stewart stadium or you show up to the d or any other facility for that matter on campus you feel like you're a part of something and i think that's what we're missing we want that alumni pride to exist and so i would go all in on finding that person to make those investments so that we can grow 
what we've already got because we've got great teams. We just need to create an atmosphere where it's fun. And even if you're not winning the game, it's still a lot of fun. If we can create that, and we're on the right track. I got to tell you, I just just hearing your answer, I think that's awesome. Um, I went to an SEC football game for the first time last year, and there was an atmosphere around the stadium that I'd never seen before. And I get SEC versus Big Sky. Sure. It just matters more down there. I get it. But there were people that tailgate and never even go walk inside the stadium. They they do things. There, there's The whole town uh, is just amazing how – they have that experience worked out. So I, I'm totally on board with what you're saying there. Yeah. Um, one of my bucket list items is to go to Oxford and go to the Grove, man. I want to go and see that at Ole Miss. I think it's cool. And I want to, I want to be a part of it one weekend. So I got a follow-up question. This is not my question, but I, I just want to clarify. So you're, when you say you want to improve the game day experience, you're talking about at Weber state as a whole, not just one specific sport. Right. Yeah. Because I mean, I think that we could do some things at Stewart stadium and we've already got some things happening, but I think that we can improve upon them. And same thing with at, at the D where it's like, okay, we've got some, some pregame stuff, some really cool stuff that we're doing because usually it's, it's starting to get cold. So you got to figure out what you're going to do inside of the D to make that experience really cool and awesome. Right. Because you can't really spill that out into the parking lot. So it's a different kind of experience, but there are things I think that you could do. And then also so we've got, you know, we've, we've got, some dynamite teams in other other parts of campus, you know, Stromberg Complex or uh, the Swenson Gym. Swenson Gym is quite an advantage for our ladies, and it gets loud in there. But what could we do to even, you know, capitalize upon that further? Because Swenson Gym is a, is a great facility, and we've got a great squad of ladies over there who are, are winning and, you know, bringing back a winning tradition to Weaver State. And same thing over on the baseball diamond or on the softball diamond. We've got a great group of ladies who are champions they are winning conference championships and what can we do to improve on that so that they truly feel like yo the community shows up they care and they want to be a part of this because i think that you know especially with the d that that's that's a that goes two ways because it could go for men's basketball and women's basketball and you can improve on that altogether when you go after a really quality experience i want to back colby up to like right now we're in a golden age of weber state athletics folks like it does not get better than this. And having a good game day experience would just be the icing on the cake. Yeah, it'd be pretty special. All right, we got two more questions. Dustin, uh, Chappie, what's your, what's, your, what's your ask? Okay. Um, got to look at my list here and see what question I am going to ask. Oh, he had I'm a list ask, of secret questions. Wow. I do. I've got, <laughs> I've got five here. And I'm going to combine two of them. Colby Peterson, how do you get existing students and alumni to care about Weber State sports first. Oh, okay. I see what you mean. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, so I think that uh, the way that we do that is, so we have to kind of hit critical mass, right? Because when we look at, I, I know exactly, you're talking about alumni who went to Weber State, but then you go see them on game day and they're wearing BYU or Utah shirts or, you know, whatever. And That's I'm just, I'm just as frustrated with that situation as you are. Uh, because it's like, hey, man, like, I know you went to Weber State. Why don't you love Weber State as much as I do? Like, people see me around and they're like, oh, this is the guy, this guy, this is the Weber State guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this guy, he, he does the thing. And so I think that you got to kind of hit a critical mass of people where it's like, it's not just a few people here and there. Like, you got to start to see it all around town. And 
we've had some efforts through marketing and communications. They put together these really cool kits for local businesses where they gave them a flag for game day. They gave them like this little thing to put in the window where it has like uh, upcoming games and they would come by every, every month or so and like switch that out. And they just gave them stuff to say like, Hey, support Weber state. Right. And I think that the way to do it is, so the thing that we just talked about before with the game day experience, I think that's a key piece of it, right? You've got to give people a reason to come over to you. Uh, I spent a lot of time in politics and, you know, if you want to convince people to come to your side, you have to give them a reason to not go to the side they always go to. Right. And so I think it's the same thing with Weber state sports. It's like, if you're going to get them to come back to Weber state and care about Weber state, you need to have something. And the game day experience is part of that. But then also like we also, we talked about previously, if there are a group of people who are very, very passionate, who show up consistently and you hang out with those people and it's like, man, those guys are just a lot of fun. And everybody who shows up cares a lot about this thing. Uh, I think that's how you begin this. You begin to build this core because I don't think that it's going to happen overnight. I think that it would happen over the course of years. And even if Weber State football were to say win the national championship, or you know the Weber State basketball team were to go, you know, make a deep run, a Cinderella run into the tournament, I don't think that's necessarily enough. I think that you have to slowly build it up, slowly build it up. And I think that it's going to take. Of course, it's it's a it's a partnership between athletics and the alumni to build that up. So, you know, things like what we're doing right now with Weber State Weekly, uh, having events in the community. You know, I'll be honest, we've, we've tried to hold some events with some local restaurants and they're not, they're not so keen to hold uh, watch parties uh, with hoops during, you know, basketball season. So I think that we've got to do some of the work and we've got to find the people and we've got to recruit them so that we've got a group of folks. And when you show up, it's like, oh, I want to hang out with those guys. You know, those guys are the guys. And then it grows from there. Kobe, I don't know if this has ever happened to you. Doesn't it break your heart when you show up somewhere around town in Ogden and you're wearing Weber State gear? And the first question somebody asks me is, what do you do for the university? Yeah, where do you work and I on, say, on campus? Yeah, I, I don't. I'm a fan. And they're just like blown away because they've never seen anybody who doesn't work for the university wear gear. AC, what's your question? We got to wrap this. All right, my question for Colby, if you have to choose any Weber State sport that you can attend for the rest of your life, but you can only go to this one, no other sporting event, which one do you choose? You can have season tickets too. You can go to every single game for the rest of your life, but you can only go to this one sport. Oh, man. And why? That is so very difficult because when I worked at the university, I consistently had season tickets to football and men's basketball. And I used those season tickets regularly. So it's, it's really a, a kind of a toss up for me. Like, Oh, which, where, where do I feel like we can be? Uh, if I'm, if I'm picking, I gotta, I think, I think I'm going with football and I understand that we're in a golden age of Weber state football right now, but I think that we're building a foundation that will hopefully take us into the future. And man, do I just love being at Stewart stadium, especially during the playoffs, you know, last year, that Montana game, I was rocking and I was ready to be in that stadium and root for the Wildcats. And we got the dub that night. And, you know, that's one of the greatest feelings in the world. So I think if I got a pick, it's probably going to be football. You'll see me out there tailgating in the parking lot. Come hang out. Let's uh, let's drink some sodas and uh, let's cook some bratwurst and talk football before we head into the stadium and win. So I'm assuming your honorable mention would be men's basketball. Yeah. I mean, I love hoops. I love going in there. I, I don't know if you guys remember the night where we played a playoff game. I think we beat KSU. Was, that, was it that night? We beat Kennesaw state. And then that night we played BYU in hoops and we won both of those games. 
I always call that the, the greatest day to be a Wildcat because that was a fun, fun day. I believe I was at both of those games. And it was so awesome. was I. Yeah, and it was awesome. All right, guys, All right. that's that's flipped the script. Uh, appreciate you guys' questions on that. Uh, we're going to wrap up the show here. Uh, unfortunately, like we've said so many weeks before this, there are no upcoming games or events this week on campus. So we keep your eyes peeled, and hopefully that will change uh, soon. <laughs> uh, if you haven't already, um, like we said at the top of the show, please subscribe, uh, comment on, uh, or I mean, uh, please subscribe to the show and make sure that you give us a rating that helps uh, other folks find us. Uh, if you have questions or uh, ideas on what good segments we could be putting out on the show, feel free to email us at weberstateweekly at gmail.com. Uh, happy to respond to those emails and take your comments. Also, like I said earlier, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Look us up there. And we have a blog at weberstateweekly.com. Uh, no new content on there for the past couple of weeks. We've been a bit busy, but there's some good stuff up there, and uh, you can always learn more about the team by checking out the website. So with that, we're going to wrap up the show. Uh, great job again this week, fellas. And uh, like we say every single week, Weber State, Weber State. Great. 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 <laughs> Go Wildcats. Oh! 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 Oh!